Hey friends, thanks for tuning in to the Church Planner Podcast. Before we started today, wanted to tell you about a really special opportunity. Our friends at the Micro Church Conference put on by Brave Future, um, happening April 18th through the 20th in Kansas City. This is for all of you who are wondering what is a new kind of paradigm for missional church planting and church multiplication through smaller expressions of church, what they call rediscovering the smaller way. It's happening April 18th through the 20th. Kansas City is being hosted by Kansas City Underground. It's going to be a great weekend. And they've given us four free registrations to give away. Normally the price is $90, but we will get you into the conference for free. We have four of those. What you can do to enter is go on our Instagram at Church Planter Podcast. And there you'll find um, a, a DM button. Click that DM button. Send us a DM with your email on it and your name and where you serve. So email, name, where you serve, and you'll be entered to win one of four micro church conference registrations. You just get yourself to Kansas City and uh, you can be there and learn a ton from our friends at Brave Futures. Hope you enjoy the show today. The illustrious Jabba bids you welcome. <laughs> I'm going to regret this. I'm Pete Mitchell. He's Peyton Jones. And this is the Church Planner Podcast, brought to you by Church Planner Magazine. Hey, Church Planner, this is Pete Mitchell. And this is Peyton Jones and, I might add, Andrea Jones in the background. Doing the dishes. <laughs> she's done the dishes. Now she's making pumpkin soup because this is a ha- – it's not a Halloween episode, but we are – this is – it's Halloween today. So Pete and I are actually in Halloween costumes right now. Pete, what's your costume? I'm actually wearing my Buzz Lightyear uh, shirt, if you saw my I pictures. I saw that. Yeah, I'm wearing that same thing, you know, because it's Halloween. That was unusually festive for you at Disneyland. I was like, wow. I didn't do it for me. I did it for the children. (laughs) It was pretty awesome. I looked at that. I was like, that's good. And it it met the color rules that Pete has established for me years ago. I can wear green, white, blue, and orange. You don't no, no orange. You gotta be like orange is sketchy. You gotta understand the redhead, the plight of the redhead. We do not get to wear clothes like everybody else. We have to match. Like, yeah, we have to match what we wear to our hair. So my saving grace has been I'm going gray. And so my yes. hair is getting lighter and lighter. Dude, I got to say, though, when people with red hair go gray, it looks rad. That is well, a cool look. I'm going to be straight with you here. We look rad. Just dude. period. I, you we may not have rad. a soul, but we look rad. I'm getting worried. I'm going to have to start introducing myself as Pete Mitchell's fat friend. Right, like well, the pounds are just melting off you. It's like let me tell you, you are Pete Mitchell's fat friend because uh, <laughs> I am, dude. I'm Pete Mitchell to ain't gonna be way. fat very much longer, baby. Hey, by the way, I got to tell you, this is so funny. So I met with a buddy of mine from college. Right, haven't seen this guy in like twenty years, twenty plus years, and um, he he they homeschool their kids, and I, his kids are doing something at the <laughs> master's college. Oh, sorry, that was inappropriate. Yeah, sorry. Uh, his kids are doing something at the master's college. Like every Monday, they drive down from like 
the San Francisco Bay Area to take their kids to the master's college to do something, right? I don't know what it is. And so he he started listening to our podcast, both the, the oh, From no. Concealment and the Church Planner podcast. And his daughter says to me, or says to him, um, I don't even know why they do the first half hour of that podcast. Like, do we have to listen to that? And we're like, yes. Or he, he told her, yes. That's that's the most important part of the podcast. Smack the talk. The first half of the show is Seinfeld. The second half is Friends. That's how you got to think of this podcast. So it, it's funny, Pete, because, um, oh, by the way, guys, I actually strongly support homeschooling. I don't have a preference. Christian school, public school, private school. Um, homeschool. It's all good. I support all the schools. Um, so don't, don't, my best friend was homeschooled. So it, it's just always been a thing where, uh, I wasn't homeschooled. Oh, do you have another best friend? Uh, you know, it's funny you say, no, I'm saying like growing up, he had red hair. I'm starting to get a little paranoid here. I'm seeing a pattern in my life. Maybe you can only be friends with redheads. I wonder if there's, I'm just drawn to people with red hair because you are the master race. Well, we are. I mean, let's be. And Andrew is over in the peanut gallery right now. She's saying, you know, um, my hair could be technically strawberry blonde. I think she's, she's trying to send me a message. I've seen photos of your wife on Facebook and she has turned her hair pink from time to time. I have no idea if it is now. Yeah. Vavoom. I mean, it works for me. I remember when we first went. To I'm the just saying, field, she dyed her hair red. The first you don't year. understand how, red, like redheads, we cannot do any of that stuff. Yeah, I bleached true. my hair in college. It goes from orange to bright orange, like fluorescent <laughs> orange. When you bleach it, it does <laughs> it not go white. Out. It won't. It won't. <laughs> That's so rad. And so, what's funnier uh, is, so I got this the soul patch going on right now. And my wife hates it because it's so white. And I'm like, there's nothing I can do about it. I mean, I could dye it black, but then I'd have a black soul patch, which wouldn't fit either. So, you know. So you know what's going to happen in heaven, right? You know what's going to happen is Jesus is going to like pull I think, up on his I think you're assuming that I'm getting in. That's all. I'm just going to throw <laughs> that out there. Well, I'll, I'll let you know because I think I'll have visiting rights to you uh, wherever you are. But That's awesome. I'll, um yeah, but I'll 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 literally Jesus will pull up on his T Rex. If you don't understand that quote, you need to go way back to the early beginning. He'll he'll ride up on his T Rex and I'll have red hair and I'll be like, What up, dudes? And I'll be like, dude, Pete, you know, and, I and think, that'll be it. I think my favorite line from one of those first fifty episodes, you just you're like, Look, Andrea, when we get to heaven, <laughs> if Jesus rides up on a T Rex, I'm just gonna look at you and wink. And if that wasn't like the best line ever. I'm just going to look know, at you in a week. I, this just came up this week. I was just telling someone about that shirt, and it was, I was at a birthday party, and I mentioned that I had a Well, shirt. give everyone the full story. What's the shirt you're talking about? Well, the shirt was Jesus on a T-Rex, and Andrea's like, hey, you know, and she had a fair point. She's like, hey, I don't think the person that made that shirt was like a follower of Jesus, and I think they're actually mocking him. And he's happy on it. You know, he's got his hand up in the air, like he's preaching, he's on it. But I think your response to that was perfect. You go, it's two of my favorite things. (laughs) It's dinosaurs and Jesus. I mean, you know, and I said, you know, in the new heaven and new earth, it could be like Jurassic Park, you know, like we're riding dinosaurs around, you know. Jesus riding on a T-Rex. What's wrong with that? I just want to say, what if we find out that dinosaurs were not gray, but rather like fuchsia or a bright pink. 
I just kind of wonder how cooler. how do we know they're really gray? Hmm? You know? Any color that a dinosaur is going to be when we see them, we're going to be like, whoa, and our head's going to explode. I'm just saying. Yeah. Or it, what it if it doesn't matter if they're black, they're cool. What if, if they have gray, feathers? They're cool. If they're green, they're cool. If they're pink, if they're what if they have feathers? If what if they're like fully blue? covered in feathers or fur? What if they're how, furry? But how cool would that be? I don't know. It might be boggling my mind. You can't break a dinosaur. You just they, they're they're like a great white shark. They're just like what if the T Rex? Awesomeness. What if the T Rex is like a cocker spaniel? It's like oh, hi hi how you doing? And wants to just lick your face and you know not be mean. Hey, by the way, uh, for those of you out there in the homeschool world, this has been Biology <laughs> with Peyton and Pete. We hope you've enjoyed today's school lessons. Our homework will be to go swim in the ocean and encounter a great white shark. Um, that's probably not a good idea. That wasn't. Oh, sorry. Disclaimer. Uh, kids stay in school. Don't do drugs or stay in homeschool. Don't do drugs and do not swim with great white sharks. So I got to share a quick story here. It's it's off our current subject, but our current subject is dying, and uh, I'm just going to put it out of its misery. Oh <laughs> so it's Halloween today, uh, or the feast of Sam Hain, which we probably should not talk about. But uh, I I'm going back to my story, and I'm going to ignore your talking right now. Okay. I uh, was in a handgun uh, competition last night, and guess who got first place? Uh, the other guys that were there? Yeah. No, it was me. Oh, nice. Well done, dude. Thank you. Thank you. It. Uh, uh, I'd like to thank the little people who helped me to get that good. I'd like to thank the the brown targets who let me shoot them and the white targets <laughs> who uh, didn't let me shoot them and the bowling pin that uh, let me shoot them. Uh, you know, uh, thank you guys for uh, doing your part. It was, it was fun. Um, just remember, uh, when the apocalypse goes down, don't come to Pete's house because I ain't taking anybody. Right. And and he's a dead shot. Um, he will only shoot warning shots in the air three times. And you'll be like, but I was a church planner. I listen to your podcast. Dude, I love it when people are like, man, if uh, if the zombie apocalypse happens, I know where I'm going. I'm like, don't be thinking I'm letting you in my house. Uh-uh. <laughs> None of these, these fair hey, weather friends. Hey, church planners, look, before the zombie apocalypse, wasn't it enough I let you come watch my TV? Remember that offer Pete used to have an offer? I did. Like, you can come watch my TV, any of you. And Didn't we have like Jerry? Was he's like, like, that's out the window. No, I don't know you freaky weirdos. Wasn't Jerry the only one who we like let take us up on that? Yeah, Jerry took you up on it. But I see, think Jerry, he did. Jerry has this weird ability to get into anything, anywhere. So he'll come in. He's a missionary. I, he, he, he was doing New Breed Global. And he traveled around the world. And he ended up. I remember because, like, right now he's been in Australia and India and Belgium, and he's just a globetrotter. He's like a he goes everywhere, but he 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 comes in for he just happens to be in town during the Star Wars convention. He gets in for free. Um, he goes to Comic Con. He gets in for free. No ticket, no nothing. Just gets in, but has a conversation with somebody, and they work for believe it or not the Tim and Eric Awesome Show. Great job, which is one of my favorite shows ever. And uh, he he just happens to hang out with the cast of that show. He meets them, bumps into them, and hangs out and gets into Comic-Con for the rest of the week. And this this is who Jerry is. So I'm not surprised that he actually made it into your living room watching your TV. That's I think we saw does. X-Men he first a class gift. in 3D. I think that's what we Oh, watched. that's cool. Yeah. Nice. 
By the way, so, I loved uh, that meme you texted me. Oh, gosh. That was so funny. The girl you like, her father, her brother, you. Yeah. <laughs> her yeah. brother and you are the same person. It's Luke Skywalker. Because it's the girl you like. It's Princess Leia, her father, Darth Vader. And then it goes her brother, and it shows Luke. And then it says you, and it shows Luke again. Oh, so funny, man. So funny. I was hoping you were drinking coffee or milk because I pictured you spitting it out when you saw that. Yeah, I should have. It would have been funnier <laughs> if I had. I should have sent you a text and say, hey, get a mouthful of something. I'm about to send you a picture. So uh, what, what, what are we talking about on today's episode? Because our smack talk, it's not on point like it normally is. Well, I. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm feeling, See, I'm I'm feeling a, fun. I'm feeling a little lacking in our smack are talk. Are you? Yeah, a little lacking, not crack lacking. I'm just so, saying. Uh, I, I was, I was fine. I'm having a good time myself, but uh, that just shows we live in two different worlds, Pete Mitchell. And uh, I, you know, I was all prepped to talk about um, uh, Kanye. Kanye today and and the phenomenon. But you know, we don't have to talk about Kanye per se because I did that over on Ministry Ninja. But uh, maybe what we could talk about today is the suspicion which we didn't really cover on the other podcast. Um, there's been two uh, major uh, reactions to it, and that is, oh, yeah, yeah. And then the other one's been like, no way, you know, or th- I guess there's a middle alternative where people really like, see. I haven't seen the, the no way. All I've seen is the oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, you know, I've seen people that, um, you know, are arguing. I, I suppose it's because I'm. Uh, Facebook groups, um, as they go, I'm probably uh, connected with some fundamentalist groups that uh, will be nameless, but uh, but I think I'm I think I'm connected to some different groups that you probably wouldn't have hung around very long in. I'm not a fundamentalist, just disclaimer there. But uh, but but you know, I know. People but you do believe are. that the Bible should only be in King James. I'm just going to throw that out there. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's a given. No, 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 no. Everybody, no. <laughs> No, no, no. I use an ESV. I got the ESV, baby. I'm good. Hey, you know, I, I, I'm recording through the Word, and I'm just finishing up today uh, the book of Judges, and um, uh, they've asked me to use NIV, and I've really enjoyed it. I, I, I think sometimes the NIV, NIV gets a really bad rap. Sorry, my pop filter fell off, which it does on this, which this is the 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 mic I use for through the Word, and it... It was mailed to me by Chris Langham, and I hate it, but I asked if I could keep it. So there you go. Which makes perfect sense. By the way, I really right. hate what you sent me. I'd like to use it forever. Yeah, um, I hate this mic, and uh, can I keep it? Because I was going to trade Chris for his mic, but it's the pop filter. It's like this curvy, weird, new age thing that you know doesn't. It, it has no square angles, and the pop filter very much wants to attach onto a flat surface and it's all curvy on this futuristic mic. Wow. So, okay, real quick, before we end Smack Talk um, and talk about Kanye, um, what's going on with Trick or Treating tonight? Because by the time you guys listen, this will be November, right? You've already celebrated All Saints Day, but tonight it is All Hallows Eve, my friend. So what's what's going on in your world? Well, um, I'm going to be wearing a Buzz Lightyear shirt. And uh, you remember a couple of years ago, Jamie and I both wore the dinosaur, the blow up dinosaurs? Yes. So I will be Buzz Lightyear riding Rex. Oh, that's rad. It would be so cool if you dress up like Jesus, just for me. 
I it's a little late for me to get the beard and the the sash, <laughs> but uh, I I like where your head's at. I'm just gonna yeah, say that. Yeah. Oh, uh, can you imagine for the old school fans you doing that and then having a T-shirt or a banner on the diners that says "Me Dragon is We Rapido." <laughs> Dude, I'm just saying if Jesus rolls up on a dinosaur with a T-shirt that says "Me Dragon is Muy Rapido," I'm just gonna look oh at you and gosh. wink. That's great. And then you got this banner trailing like behind you that says Principality of Sealand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Majorly old throwback to the early days. So funny. Uh, We're like old people now. We're like, ah, I remember the good old days of the podcast. <laughs> for, for those of you who don't understand what just transpired, when I was in college, it took me 10 years to graduate with a four year degree because I couldn't pass <laughs> Spanish. I took it five years and couldn't pass it. I was literally one Spanish class shy from graduating. And I still remember the day that uh, we were going around the class and you had to say uh, an animal and give it an action. And they came to me and my animal was an action was mi dragon es muy rapido, which even then wasn't said correctly because it's supposed to be rapido muy, but whatever. And uh, so there you go. Oh, I didn't know we've been saying it wrong this whole time. Apparently, I guess you're supposed to put the uh, the adjective after the verb, or I don't know. I I mean, come on. Funniest really? thing to me is that uh, new breed thing that 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 video. It says we train church planners, and I took uh, you know the uh, three hundred the movie, um, yeah, Frank Miller's comic adaptation, and I I put it in Spanish and then did a bunch of subtitles. If you guys haven't seen this video, it's called We Train Church Planners. And it's, it's the, it's this whole dialogue and it's pretty funny, but what's funnier, I guess, is people go, Oh man, like the Spanish speakers are like, it's even funnier if you know what they're saying in Spanish. Oh, really? That's funny. I <laughs> yeah. oh, see. I wouldn't have a clue what they were actually saying well, in Spanish. Same here. Yeah. It was like, Oh, foreign language. And next time I'll have to pick like Hungarian or something, you know, that's great. Which I do know a bit of, I, I did do missionary work in, in Hungary. Well, um, I, I think it's great that you also know a little touch of Klingon. And and Vietnamese. And I, I will say this, Tukfei Vajok uh, in Hungarian means I'm a pumpkin head, which is very fitting on Halloween when we're recording this. Where does that come from? Like, seriously, where does that come from? Probably the same place that my Vietnamese comes from, which is Didi Mao Ba'a, which means get away, cow. Or um, which is I'm going to shoot you with a gun. I'm pretty and, sure um, you're making half this stuff up. I'm not. I swear to you. I uh, get, My mom was the ESL teacher in Garden Grove, and I did my due diligence. And, uh, yeah, uh, the very first thing I ever did was teach a Sunday school of young, young men, uh, Vietnamese young men. That's how I first got into ministry, really, was uh, at this uh, uh, Vietnamese church. Um, they said, hey, will you teach our Sunday school class? And uh, I said, sure. I was a new convert. I had no idea what I was telling them, but they started coming to faith. But uh, the last one is um, after you've told someone to get away, cow, or threaten to shoot them with a gun, you can say, which means, and I know the pronunciation is super important, and my pronunciation is way off. Vietnamese people can't understand me at all, but that one is, honey, do you love me? It just kind of softens things up a little bit after the first two. That's all I know, though. So I could survive technically, but honey, do love me. It's uh, you got to use that one sparingly. You know, to be effective in any foreign language, all you need is 138 words. And I'd say right there, you got about 24, 25 of them. 
Mm, that's good to know. There's a hundred, hundred more, and I could, I could and really do some. You damage. could be effective, absolutely. <laughs> that's rad. I got nothing for today, other yeah, than me too. I was just so excited let's, let's that I got about, first. Let's talk about um, the Kanye West thing, and you know, social media is such a huge tool for us nowadays. This is my concern, Pete. If I just set the stage, and this is one that you and I'll have to dialogue. I promise not to go on a on a rant. Um, but part of my concern is here we have a high wait, wait, wait. guy. Great Scott! It's time for this week's topic. Let's get let's down, get to, down the to the gritty. gritty. All right. <laughs> So uh, that was in stereo for those of you listening at home. So, uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, listening to kind of what the, the banter is on social media, um, there's, you know, people are like, hey, I'm not making any judgments yet, you know, as if it's really up to us, you know, um, whether or not Kanye's saved. I mean, the Bible says you'll know a true tree by its fruits. So far. Hey, closed um, on Sunday. That's all I got to say. <laughs> Well, here's the thing is I'm, I'm looking at Kanye so far and I'm seeing a lot of change in him. You know, he, he appeared on uh, Jimmy Kimmel wearing just a, a blue hoodie, um, that he could get at Walmart. And he pointed out that, look, this is, this is, you know, I wear like Gucci for the concerts and all that, yada, yada. But he's like, look, you know, I just, I don't got impressed, you know, I, I, I'm just a normal dude and I'm trying to follow God and I'm trying to get people to look to him and yada, yada. And it was pretty cool. And I was like, huh, dude seems like he's really been humbled a bit. Now, uh, it's been interesting to watch the reactions of the Christian community, which does not seem much unlike Paul. Remember that when Paul converted, no one believed him, right? And I suppose because they thought, oh, it's a, it's a trap, right? Like Admiral Akbar, But the reality is, you know, he's um, he's made this profession of faith, and I just find it interesting the witness on social media that when this guy comes around and he seems to be saying and doing the right things. By the way, he goes to a small church where the preacher is expositional, right? He he actually has things to say um, that we are our our message to the world. I'm just not sure what message we're sending out. Like, are we saying that we're when when someone professes faith, we tell them, all you have to do is this. And, and I'm not a big fan of the sinner's prayer. But, you know, all you have to do is bow your head and close your eyes and repeat after me. And you're saying, welcome to the kingdom of God, blah, 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 fireworks. Um, but then Kanye is just fully witnessing Jesus, you know, preaching Christ on his album. And I don't know. You know, I don't know. Like, I just find a double standard there. And I wonder how people... Take it out there. You know, they're, they're listening to us. And, and some of the, the criticisms of him are quite scathing. I, I see. I haven't seen any of that at all. Yeah. I, I think it's a matter of time before it, it comes up because, <clears throat> first of all, everybody screws up. And when you got a guy like Kanye who's been such a a weird dude like he's a weird guy and when he does do something that i i just honestly i think christians are gonna crucify him yeah i think they're gonna be like oh see look at how weird he is i mean think about him with trump like he was like trump's biggest supporter i mean right you know so tell me tell me his so i have a very limited 
Um, I, I, you know, I, I've seen him. I, I, I know he stood up during the Grammys and said that Taylor Swift shouldn't have won. Beyonce should have won. What, I mean, what are some of the weird, like, yeah, I know he like wore a MAGA hat and this and that, but, um, what, what's been the stuff that's been weird? Cause I, I haven't, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, well, first of all, look at who he's Kanye's. married to. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know that. Who's Kim Kardashian. Oh, oh, okay. All right. All right. So it's, you know, realistically, uh, there was a sell by date on that marriage just by the fact that you had two mega stars <laughs> married together. And it's like, okay, so what's going to happen if one day they should divorce, which they were likely to do anyway, just being a Hollywood couple back in the day. Then are you going to have all the Christians turning on him going, Oh, look, see, you know, this is who knows what, what they're going to say. But I, I just, I honestly look at it going, there's almost no way this guy could win. He, he will not, he will not do things right. Quote unquote, right. You know, air quotes for, for Christians to be okay with him. Right. Right. Well, that, and that's that's the interesting thing, right? Like that's where Paul says, you know, don't don't lay hands on a man too hastily. And he mentions because they'll become arrogant. But my understanding of uh, Kanye's kind of journey here is he's been um, really kind of going through this transformation for about a year, and he is a public figure already. So it's not like he's being thrust into the public eye. He's been in the public eye. Um, and he's just saying now, Hey, after a year, I would like to, and I'm wondering if his pastor, um, kind of counseled him like, Hey, you know, wait a while, get some, get some, get some meat in you, get a little bit of, uh, you know, traction, make sure it's not a fad. It seems like the guy that's his pastor is quite level headed. Um, I listened to him preach the gospel on one of the, the YouTube videos and I was like, okay, that's solid stuff. That's, that's, there's a good spirit about this there's a there's solid gospel here you could tell he was expositional um he's very welcoming um to people that were far away from god reminded me a bit of the preaching we used to do in refuge long beach reminded me very much of that um which again was open air church and uh you know uh it it just seemed very similar and um and you know Kanye seems like he's taken more of a, a back, like he's not trying to be the preacher. He's not trying to be the celebrity star there. I think he realizes he's a draw, but he very much has just stepped aside and let this other guy preach a gospel, which I thought was interesting. Hmm. If he were, if he were trying to be the big wambooey and be the preacher and be everything and be the center of attention, I'd be a little more, huh, that's interesting. But he literally, he has his pastor preach at these things and uh people turn out obviously because of the draw by by the thousands interesting i didn't know that yeah yeah so he's doing these open-air church services uh, hence the meme right um did we talk about the meme or was no. that before the show before the show <laughs> so i had a meme made up that was uh and, oh, and it's meant yeah. to be full tongue-in-cheek funny like there's no it's not like i thought of it first um because you know jesus thought of it first and paul did it and you know, most of what we do in ministry that works or is good is us rediscovering the innovation or the stuff that Paul did or or Jesus did that, you know, oh, okay, we're rediscovering what they did. That's okay. But um, but I put a meme. I, I had um, our assistant. Uh, I say our assistant. We yeah, say. I like how all of a sudden he's <laughs> our assistant. Yeah. 
Well, so anyways, he um he made up this meme that was Joker uh that that where it says and he's holding a piece of uh he's holding a copy of Reaching the Unreach and it says uh I I plan a church in the open an urban church in the open air no one bats an eyelid but uh Kanye plants one and everyone loses their mind you know that famous one and uh, but what's genius is that already you're seeing a degree of innovation with Kanye. And again, I don't think he's acting on his own. I just think for him to rent a venue, right? He's got all kinds of contractual obligations. He's got, you know, agents. He's got, he's just gathering in the open air with people. So I think this is a way of him getting out of contractual obligations. And yet, um, it's for the gospel. It's amazing. It's genius. I didn't know he was doing any of that. So what's he doing? It's literally like where he'll he'll get together and they'll they'll sing worship, and uh, and I believe he's leading the worship. Um, so like that Jesus is King album, I would imagine it's much of the same kind of stuff that he's been singing. But there there are like regular hymns and things like that. I know he's been rewriting some of his songs, like Jesus Walks. Um, he he did one of those uh, karaoke's. With, uh, who's that guy that, the blonde dude that does car karaoke? He did one of those. Oh, yeah. Um, he did yeah, it on an yeah. airplane. Um, but he's rewritten those lyrics because years ago that was like a, a heart's cry out to God. But yeah, you know, I, I just find like the, the name that, that I remember this being called was spurious conversions. Um, it's an old term. It's like a term that dates back to the Puritans. Spurious conversions, S-P-U-R-I-O-U-S. It, it literally means like false converts. And when I was in reform circles, uh, that's where I think I first gained my distrust of the sinner's prayer where raise your hand, repeat after me. It's not biblical. Um, reform people, you got to hand it to them. They're, they're exegetical. They like, they like to find things in the scripture. Um, but, you know, when Peter's asked, what do I do to believe? He says, repent and believe, right? He doesn't say, raise your hand and repeat this prayer after me. And so it's a valid criticism of the way that we, you know, do evangelism and particularly the way that we see converts happen. So in the, in the New Testament, it was Jesus always saying, follow me, follow me, follow me. If any man would follow me. And usually there was something that was, there was like a cost attached to it. So we see Jesus saying, count the cost, or we see him saying, deny yourself and take up the cross. There's always repentance hardwired into that believing. So when um, Peter says, repent and believe, we've taken the repent completely out of it, right? We just make it say these magical prayer words. And if you do that, and by the way, let me just say, I'm not saying it's not that, that you you know, when Paul says you believe in your heart and confess with your lips that Jesus is Lord and you shall be saved, um, I'm not saying it's not easy, but I think we're not portraying the gospel in the way that the Bible portrays um, coming to faith or coming to Jesus. And so um, I believe, and I've used altar calls since I've um, <laughs> been, uh, I've used sinner's prayers, I've used altar calls. I'm not a great fan of them, but there's been times like people ask me, do you ever use them? If I feel the spirit prompt me to do that in that moment, I'll do it. Um, but is it my chosen preferred method? No, it's not. I prefer to talk to people 
Um, and I prefer to walk them through what it means to believe. And here's the thing. In the early church, um, baptism is actually the rite of passage. And I know, Pete, you and I have talked about this a number of times, that it's actually baptism. That it, It's not what saves you, by the way. Let me be very careful here. But it's baptism that is the rite of passage. So um, people, particularly from the Church of Christ, you use the passage where when they say, what must we do to be saved? Believe and be baptized. Um, that what they're really doing is they're replacing, or we've replaced the sinner's prayer for baptism. So we have a rite of passage that we say, oh, well, you do this, and then we know that you've really done it. Well, that's what baptism was. It wasn't the thing that saved them, but it was like, hey, you do this in the early church, and we know that you've really, you've really believed in Jesus because you're willing to say your old life is dead and your new life has begun, which is what baptism represents. You united with Christ, uh, you go into the death and you're buried. Your old man is buried and dead. Your new man comes alive. The spirit comes, you know, new life. You live unto God. Um, so that was their rite of passage. And so it's been twisted and messed up to be baptismal regeneration, which it was never meant to be. And it's easy to disprove that, by the way. The thief on the cross wasn't baptized. There's other people where, um, <clears throat> you know, like, like the, the Ethiopian says, what stops me from being baptized seeing that I believe? And he says nothing. So it's belief. It's faith that saves you. Paul never throws baptism in. But my point is, that said, even if you were baptized, um, getting back to the whole idea of false converts, um, which is where I think people are like, oh, I'm going to be careful now. I'm going to wait um, till I make a judgment about Kanye. Everybody, including Paul and including Jesus, had false converts. It's just part of it. It's just something that had, even Jesus, when he told the parable of the sower, he says, hey, some of them are going to fall away. In fact, only a quarter, only 25% of those that respond to the gospel in the beginning actually stick it out. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It does. Yeah. And he, he just says, you know, persecution takes these ones out. Um, confusion, lack of understanding takes these ones out. And uh, what did I say? Trial, persecution, and uh, the cares of the world take the, take the other 25% out. And Jesus just says, hey, at the, at the end, there's only there's only one group and uh, and they bear fruit, you know, and they multiply. And mm. uh, and that's 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 how Christianity is. I hate to tell the rest of you that about 75 percent of what you see is probably false converts and you're never going to stop it. <laughs> Interesting. So so the whole thing about, oh, you know, we're we're you know, we're going to we're going to wait. No, I would just say publicly, um, it's important that the world sees that because this is a chance to say what the gospel is, you know. And if and if Kanye turns out to be Bieber, you know, where it's like there's no change, there's no difference. And I, I I'm not a scholar of Bieber, so I don't know. I don't want to pick on the guy if he's really changed and you know yada yada. But I think a lot of people have kind of said, oh, well, you know, I remember when Justin Bieber came out and he said he was a Christian. Um, I, I see this whole thing as a talking point that Justin Bieber, you would, you would, if, if that came up and you're like worried that that's going to be an embarrassing conversation, 
You talk to it, you say, well, why would you say Bieber's not a Christian? Well, because he does this. Okay, so you agree that to be a Christian, there needs to be a degree of repentance and life change. Well, so do I. I believe that too. And 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 you use that as a springboard to 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 preach the gospel to those people, right? Like you shouldn't be intimidated by that. We we always have a way. There's always a a, a way of you know if it's a false conversion, use that. Talk about why it's a false conversion, and and maybe even go back to the parable of the sower, you know. But this you know we're coming up to the time right now where. Um, the world is talking about this album. I mean, it's a freaking Kanye West album that just came out called Jesus is King. It's one of the, the, the biggest artists of, of our time, right? One of the best selling artists of our time. Of course, people are talking about this. I saw a, a statement on Facebook that said, um, the conversation the church is having about this is not the conversation the world is having about this. The conversation the world's having isn't, is Kanye truly a Christian? The conversation the world's having is, well, is Jesus king? Like, I'm listening to this. I'm hearing these amazing things off this album. He's just talking about Jesus, not talking about himself on the album. I wonder if that's the conversation we ought to be having. Hmm. Mic up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I see. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't know that... uh... I don't know. I just, I guess I haven't paid that much attention to it. I mean, it was funny because the other night we were all at, uh, at, uh, at the mall doing some shopping. And I was telling uh, Jamie about the Jesus is King album. And so we, we bought it and started listening to it. I mean, I don't really buy music. You know that about me. We've talked about that on the podcast. So I just wanted to hear it. And it wasn't like, it was the kind of music that either one of us would normally listen to because it it just wasn't like our, our whole deal. But I will say the closed on Sunday was the funniest track I've ever heard probably in my life. Is that the one where he, he ends? (laughs) Oh yeah. Dude, just comedy. You're my Chick-fil-A. Come on. Yeah, that was great. And that, yeah, this on. one where his, his dad's like going, hey, you know, why are you freaking out? Why are you freaking out? Ah! <laughs> dude, it's just comedy. I was, yeah, that was, I was pretty dying. funny, dude. That was pretty funny. And that's, that's what I'm noticing in Kanye is a, is a humility. Um, I mentioned this on the Ministry Ninja podcast that uh, he actually um, was on uh, Jimmy Kimmel and he uses the A word. And, you know, he's sharing like, like Jimmy. Kimmel What's the A word? Me, I can't say it. Um, <laughs> think of the children, Pete. They're, they're children. And some of them are homeschooled and they're listening right now. And so the, the, the A word, um, he, he drops that and he goes, no, oh, no, I know people are going to get upset because I, I said the A word. I'm, I just lost some Christian points. I'm trying not to cuss right now. You know, imagine the. Does he really say things. that? That's hilarious. He does. And then, but what's funny is he's laughing at himself. He's literally laughing at his own mistake. And he goes, I'm really trying to clean up my language. And you're like, you know what? And every the whole audience is laughing. And like they're rooting for him because they know who he is. They know who he's been. And he was humble about it. He screws up on TV. And he's humble and laughs at himself. Yeah. And people can totally receive that. That's funny. And he wasn't like, oh, no, I'm not supposed to do that. It was... 
it was he starts laughing at himself. And, you know, obviously he's got a good pastor because Andrew points out that, you know, he's concerned about holiness. He really is concerned. When he was recording the album, he actually asked the people, he said, look, I can't control them, but I've asked while we were recording this to honor God, would you not, if you're not married and you're with, will you just, if you're working on the album, will you just not have sex outside of marriage? Only working on it for like a week. But he just said, look, can you just do that? Because I want this to be, like an offering to God. And can you just do that for me? You know, I can't control you. I can't, but like this dude's concerned about holiness. There is a repentance and a life change that seems to be going on. And, uh, and I know it's a real humility. Like I said, when he wears like just his blue, uh, for Kanye, especially now that you mentioned he's married to a Kardashian, which I didn't know. Um, for him to just come in a Walmart hoodie, it wasn't Walmart, but it was just something you would get at Target. You know, just well, see, I don't know. That's the way I've always seen him. So that to me is like, okay, that's just Conway, Kanye. I mean, well, he that's... pointed it out. He said, "Look, you know, I, I I'm just a normal guy. Like, you know, if I'm doing a concert, I'm gonna wear a Gucci something something." But he goes, "But that's not really where I, I want to spend my money anymore." You know, and um, and it was just interesting to see that. You know, like he's just being humble and he's being so real. And I, I think I mentioned did I did I mention the quote when Jimmy Kimmel asked him, "Are you a Christian artist now?" Then. And he just kind of looks at him like, like there's such an authenticity and a realness and a gentleness coming off Kanye. And he just looks at him and he goes, uh, I, uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, yes, I'm a Christian, everything now, you know, like it, it, it just didn't make sense to him. The question Interesting. It was, well, I'm, I'm a Christian, everything. Yeah. I mean, you know, like, and, and everyone started cheering for that, which was rad. You know, and because um, he wasn't making a statement, you know, he wasn't he really was just out there trying to talk to people about people. And he mentions how he had a daughter when he had a daughter. He started looking at everything differently. Um, it, it, was, it was fascinating. Yeah. So anyways, anyways. So Christians, here's the thing. Here's one of the challenges that I've heard is in an age where preachers are dumbing everything down. In order to reach people outside, you know, to get more platform, to get more exposure. Kanye, who has exposure, who has platform, ramps it up, doesn't dumb it down, ramps up the gospel. I mean, an album called Jesus is King with no artwork, just blue and those words boldly proclaimed in each song being like straight, full on proclamation, Jesus is Lord stuff. Like that should be a wake up call to us you know you can sit and have your debates all you want about whether the dude's really not saved or not but i would say he's putting the majority of christian preachers that are called to this is just a rapper he's putting the majority of people to shame for how boldly that dude's sharing jesus i mean mm. we're we're living in a day where preachers can't even get on a talk show and answer very simple questions about what they believe, about the exclusivity of the gospel, about, you know, Jesus being the only way, about, you know, controversial issues in culture that are clearly stated in the Bible. We're living in that age where preachers waffle, and yet here we're hearing Kanye West, and, and these same guys are debating whether or not they're saved. And I'm not saying they're the same guys, but the same church is debating whether this dude is saved. I just find that strange, Pete. Mm. 
I dig it, man. I do. Hot diggity, hot diggity, hot diggity dog. I'm picking up what you're throwing down. I don't know why I said that. Um, but uh, at the peanut gallery, I got a word flashed at me, a W, and a, a preach it mouth to me. So, you know. <laughs> See, this is why this is why you shouldn't actually have a home office. It is true. It is true. And yet, ironically, we're both podcast remote. It used to be that my dogs are barking. You stab and a lot. Lucy, Lucy. And I'd have to explain, no, he's not watching. I love Lucy. He's not. Lucy's dead. Thank you. Thank you for pointing Lucy, that out. Thanks for bringing that up again. Thanks for, thanks thanks for, for that pain, that, that, that trip down memory road. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's, it's the same pain I feel every time you say your mom. But what was funny is uh, I actually have Wayne here working in my office and uh and so when we were making the comments about what color are the dinosaurs, he started to like chime in. He's like, you know, actually, there's some scientific evidence for that. Blah blah. blah. So yeah. I know this one. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> we should have Wayne on here sometime. Why not? We should no. We should totally have him share like his story and his experience. Man, that would be rad. Sure. Yeah, and then he can talk about how he's helping uh, pastors get fit. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be down with that dog. Yep. Yep. What's Wayne dressed up as right now? You get to make this up. By uh, the way. Wayne's wearing a uh, beautiful Adidas leggings, uh, a, a gray <laughs> sweater. No, you you got to make up a, a a Halloween costume for him. Uh, uh, New Balance shoes and an America's Fitness Club hat. So there you go. I, I I thought you were gonna go with. Wayne's wearing a costume. It's pink. It's a ballerina. Um, he's got the lace Dude, up, uh, Wayne is a bodybuilder. I'm not doing anything like that. He's going to kill me, break me in half. Yes. Uh, Wayne's dressed like He-Man right now. He has the power. Let's not forget. Let's not forget. Wayne is a new Christian. He could still break me. <laughs> remember that in Refuge Long Beach where we used to have... Uh, I'm trying to remember the acronym we used. It was... Um, SBSD. That's what it was. SBSD, saved but still deadly. Oh, that's or, right. No, saved, yeah. Saved but still dangerous. That's what it was. Yeah. You'd be like, hey, he's SBSD. Be careful. Yeah. And uh, it was, he saved, but he hadn't been saved long and he spent 38 years in prison. So uh, be careful. Uh, he saved, but uh, he still carries a gun with him everywhere he goes. Like, I remember that being the, the story with Ruben's brother. Yeah. And yeah. we were like, uh yeah, he still carries a gun with him everywhere he goes. So you know, just <laughs> keep that in mind. I mean, he's saved, but he carries a gun with him everywhere he goes. Yep. And now I do the same thing. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Well, we've always known you're dangerous. I mean, you know, I'm a puppy dog. What are you talking about? Uh, it's my short man syndrome kicking off. You're just, any any anyone bigger than me is dangerous. I'm I'm compared to you though. I'm more of like an intellectual giant. <laughs> hey, hey, who's writing a textbook? That's all I'm going to ask. Who's writing the textbook? Yeah, but you know what? I'm the guy that you call on when you need to know how to sell the textbook that you're writing. I'm just pointing That's that true. out. That's true. You can write you're all like, the textbooks you want, my- but you can't make any money unless someone actually buys one. 
That's right. And and if I were you, the response I would have had was, yes, but you must still consult original sources. I am the original source. You were just the regurgitator. You know what's funny? I As I have said before, I actually, there's not an, an original idea that has ever come out of my mouth, ever. I, uh, you know, I'm just I a collector feel, of great ideas. I just, it's other people's stuff. I actually feel that same thing. It's funny you say that because that was the humor to me of that meme was that I don't really feel like anything that I feel. It's kind of like Isaac Newton, right? Um, you know, Sir Isaac Newton made the statement, I'm not discovering anything. He said, I'm, I'm just, I'm, what was it? He said, I'm merely thinking God's thoughts after him. In other words, these were God's thoughts, and I'm just thinking them. God designed these thoughts. And it's the same with anything in ministry. Um, I'll often get people that have read Church Zero, cha-ching, or Reaching the Unreached, cha-ching, and they'll say, oh, oh my gosh, you put into words what I felt. And my thought is always, if the Holy Spirit's really saying something, he's not just saying it to me. Right. Like well, that's again because that was one of my original thoughts, and then I pointed it out to you. <laughs> because how many times did I have to hear from you? Hey, they're copying no, no, me. No. Yes, but there have been clear, clear um, examples of people copying me and ripping uh-huh, me. Uh huh. Uh huh. Sure. And, and it's not just me. Who's my publishers and my agent have seen it. Sure. And other people. And I even had an author once call me up and say, "Hey, I got to apologize for this." Um, so, you know, but, but that, that actually doesn't bother me. Like, here's, here's the deal. And, and you've always been quick. Like I, having you in my corner, is kind of like, you know, Rocky, listen up, you bum, you know, Mickey, you know, I beat Spider Rico. Yeah, he was a bum and you're a bum. It, it, uh, you'll always kind of refocus me and go, yeah, but you know, those, those weren't your thoughts and you want that out there, right? Like it doesn't matter who gets to say it. What matters is it transforms. And that's what always matters is that you got paid. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. But they got paid more. <laughs> it's the monkeys and the broccoli. Beat. Just joking. I don't even know what but, that uh, means. That's just a freaky. Oh, line. you don't know that story? No. That's my favorite story of the year. I was reading a book, and he brought up the scientific study where they they put a bunch of monkeys in a room, and the monkey would have to do something, and all these monkeys. Every time they did this one task, they, they would drop broccoli through this little like chute. They each had their own chute. And so broccoli would come into the, the monkey chute. And, and uh, one day they decided that they were going to drop candy into one monkey chute. And the other monkey still got broccoli for the same task. You know, and you know what I, have, I, have, I have idea. idea. I'm waiting. Tell me. They killed the monkey who got the candy so that they could get the candy. And that, my friends, is human nature. The point he was making is once people know that somebody else is getting something more for the same task, it's all over. <laughs> monkey and the broccoli, baby. The mon- that needs to be this Oh, my gosh, Kanye, dude. I've never Kanye, heard that. Kanye, the monkey and the broccoli. That's today's episode, folks. <laughs> now you know how we've been. Hey, 335 episodes, right? Like, that's today. You got to be creative with the title. Have to have to like ooze out. So, how about the principality of Kanye? You know, Pete, when you're feeding all these monkeys broccoli and doing experiments with candy, you don't have time on top of church plan and listen to Kanye West's new album to do all your church's financial needs. Sorry. (laughs) 
I mean, what are you what are you gonna do when you're feeding all those monkeys broccoli you meat know, and training planning? But I'm same. glad you bring that up because uh, normally what I do is I head on over to simplifychurch.com and I say to Mr. Josh what? Henry, simplifychurch.com, uh, Josh, I need some help simplifying my church.com. And he helps. Really? Yeah. Well, will they take care of your IRS compliancy? Uh, that's, that's what I hear. I don't, I don't know. Do they? Will they help with bookkeeping? You needs? know, that's what I hear, but I don't know. Will they help make sure that all of these monkeys just get broccoli and no, none of them get candy? Is this like the greatest commercial ever? Uh, I don't know what they do. I mean, it sounds good. <laughs> Someone should call them and find out if that's what they offer. That's right. And we're getting ready to up our prices, guys. So, you know, uh, if they want this kind of advertising, you know, you're going to have to pay for it in the future. <laughs> but it's only going to be for textbooks. That's how we're going to advertise. That's right. That's right. That's right. And if you want a page in my textbook... Uh, yeah. So anyways, uh, uh, hey, let's sign out. We've done enough damage here for today. Um, I'm just thinking about the children. And, and tell your Any wife, thank you thoughts? for washing the dishes. It sounds like the final words. Very oh, yeah. Clean. He says, thanks for washing the dishes during our podcast. And I say she thumbed up you. And uh, that sounded vulgar, but it really was <laughs> the thumbs up. <laughs> no, no, seriously, it was it was a happy thing. <laughs> it, it was it was she was very pleased but uh anyways guys hey this has been peyton jones and we're sorry and Pete mitchell and we're sorry uh reminding you if you want to reach the ones nobody's reaching you need to go he's he's going and do know what nobody's doing like kanye west <laughs> Thanks for joining us for another weekly episode of the Church Planner Podcast with Pete Mitchell and Peyton Jones. We'd love to hear your comments on this episode of the Church Planner Podcast. Visit us online and let us know what you thought at churchplannerpodcast.com. If you subscribe to us via iTunes and have enjoyed the podcast, leave us a positive review. The more positive reviews we receive in iTunes, the more iTunes will promote us to other church planners who would benefit from this show. This podcast is brought to you by the Church Planner Magazine, which is available in the iTunes newsstand or online via churchplannermagazine.com. 